Just talk me through your usual morning routine. I'm very intrigued. I mean, it's really, I've always, I grew up a swimmer. So I used to be an early bird. I was very much like a morning person for most of my teenage years. And now that I have, don't have that routine and working at nine to five, I am an 8.45 a.m. <laughs> I am up 15 minutes before my first Zoom. Um, which is poor and I know I should fix that and I really want to make a habit out of like having my mornings for content and things like that I think we're getting there we're getting there but at the moment I am up 15 minutes before my first meeting which is usually about nine then I've done all my morning meetings I'll go get a coffee then I attempt to have kind of my morning I mean mid-morning by then almost lunchtime to get all my like heavy heavy duty work stuff done and then kind of it's not till midday that I check socials, really. I feel um, like that must be better for your brain because more and more guests on my show, it's first thing. It's immediate. And even for oh, me, I'm lately, definitely I'm checking, like, in. I'm definitely checking like my messages and notifications and things first thing. But I honestly, I don't allow enough time in the morning to before my before my work kind of takes priority, which is so poor, so poor. <laughs> But um, and then I'm I'm scrolling kind of yeah lunchtime ish, but which I suppose you could spin as a positive. I think it's again more I think so. It just is. I think it's positive. I never meant it as a, a negative anyway because I feel when something is pulling you, it, you know, in an ideal world you'd wake up and hydrate yourself and you would get some sun on your face and especially where you live. I mean, True. there's that whole the ideal. There's um. Is Dr. Andrew Huberman, he talks about the mm-hmm. ideal morning routine for your brain and how to get on with the day. And it's um, light, hydration and movement. So mm. he's like, go outside the minute you wake up. And I'm like, mate, it's pitch black. I- yeah, I was like, you're in <laughs> London. You get like <laughs> a sparing amounts of sunlight. And then going into winter, oh my gosh, I was over there a few yeah. years ago, right before COVID happened. The sun rises at like 11, it sets at three. <laughs> it's not that bad, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In peak winter, it would be close. I just, I just remember being like, it's it's four o'clock. Like, yeah, yeah. very, very different in that, in that. But in saying that, we just have had nonstop rain forever, but. We don't need to get into the weather conversation. We have, we have no, more. No, no, we have no, more no. We've got. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the listeners, let's briefly talk about what you, your day job. Obviously, we're not going to talk about who you work for, but just so listeners can kind of position you in the world of beauty. I work for a large skincare company. I work in their marketing division in content, unironically. Um, so I, but it's mostly kind of production-based work which is like key visuals Um, when you walk into a store, kind of like the big imagery, the campaign imagery. So I spent a lot of time on shoots, uh, coordinating stuff with uh, producers, photographers, and then a lot of social stuff too, which is just kind of, yeah, branded, branded content on with always on. So we're mostly Instagram and now kind of dabbling in short form video, but yeah, in the, in the marketing side, of. Okay. So you know yeah. how to market beauty products. You're very familiar with how they're marketed to us. Oh, I just, my little TikTok still feels so small that I don't feel the need to flag it just yet. 
But I do feel like a little, a little bit like a spy when I'm in some of those meetings and they'll be talking about like, you know, kind of bigger picture stuff and I've never shared anything directly. I'm not that stupid. But um, just when we're talking about like the psychology of why people think certain ways or why we're going to do one thing and what, what that will lead to another and I just sit there kind of going. But, yeah, it's it's very enjoyable. I think my current role is a little bit creative, too creative for me. But um, it's been amazing in the way of work experience. If we go backwards, then you said you grew up as a swimmer, but tell me about <laughs> your first memories of makeup. Have you got any early memories that make you think oh my- that's when I, well, not yes. makeup, makeup, sorry, beauty in general. I, um, when you sent across your questions and I had a thought about it today, um, I thought I was going to have to be plucking at straws until I very vividly remember I must have been like 13. And we went on a family holiday to Hawaii and um, we went to like one of the big malls there, you know, the States, they, again, Hawaii, but still very different to here in Australia. And we walked past Sephora and it was this three-story, like, you know, the grand branding that is Sephora. We didn't, we didn't have Sephora in Australia until like five years ago. I'd never seen anything of that magnitude or anything like that and was not at really the age to have been playing yet. And I walk in, I walked in with my mom and was just like, oh, what is this? This is amazing. And just convinced her. I was like, please, I think I must have bought like a blush or something. And I honestly, I think I would credit that as like the first domino that launched wow. me into like a YouTube fanatic beauty kid. <laughs> like, that's a big domino. That because that's oh. a real sensory experience. You must have walked in and the colors, the smells, like, did the you go and play with that? Size, the like, it's just, it was so grand. I can, I remember quite vividly. And again, probably some of that was just virtue of the fact of being in the States and everything's a lot bigger and bolder and a lot like that. But um, I, yeah, I can just remember being like, what is this? Like, and then also just the, the way that you can like play with things just with your hands without like the whole, is this in my size? Is this the right color? Got to go try it on. Like you're just kind of standing there and playing. I think I really responded to. And then, yeah. So before that, mm. were you into any, anything beauty related or were you very much into your swimming and school or what kind of teenager were you before you discovered Sephora? I was super into YouTube. So who were you watching the most, do you think? Can you remember? Hmm, there would have been so many. I mean, Nikki Tutorials is an OG. And in Australia, like Chloe Morello, yes. uh, who was like Shani Grimmond, a classic, Michael Finch. Uh, it was just, it was like a time, it was like as big as TikTok is now is how I remember YouTube back then. Like it was just all consuming. You could spend days on there. I probably did. So were you actually experimenting or were you just watching and consuming? I definitely started off just watching and just being like these people are so fun and I loved the color and I loved all of it and then I I would say I was just sat there for a second and then probably fiddling with classic like going into mum's drawers and things like that but I was terrible I remember so (laughs) much I was so bad I would just yeah and then once I kind of went into that world I would just spend so much time like every day after school I couldn't do eye makeup for the life of me and I remember coming home and doing like one look on one eye and one another look on the other until I 
until I had it down. That was that was definitely old. That was probably more, yeah, yeah, 14, 15. But yeah. what would you say your style was then? Were you doing like really colorful stuff? Was it neutral? Oh, was it <laughs> now by the time I'm like 14, 15, this is like James Charles, Jeffree Star. It's like, you know, the colors, the cut creases, the it's like a, a look. And I just remember being like, wow, I want to do that. <laughs> And walk around my house. But <laughs> so you wouldn't go out with it on? Oh, no way. That was the other thing. It was like I had boxes and boxes of product and like bright lips and bright eyes. I would never leave the house in it. It's like I grew, up in, I grew up in Adelaide, like, which is much, much smaller than Sydney. They call it like a, um, like a glorified country town. Like it's, it is a city, but it probably doesn't deserve that title. It's very small. You would be... Like a red lip was a statement. Like it was, so I just remember doing these incredible crazy colours that are very different to my style now, like taking a photo, putting them on my like close friends or my close close friends equivalents and then wiping it right off and then going again. Wow. So um, basically I'm just trying to build a picture of you because you said you're very into your books and nerdy and that makes me think of myself because I was very much not really into people looking at me. So I would love to look at things like really yeah. into my Vogue from around the world and just yeah. beauty. But I would, I wasn't really into being seen. So it's just like the thought mm. of you doing all that and then taking it off. Yeah, no, I I, re- I relate to that. I think it was also like maybe small town, maybe just me in my own head, like the thought I knew it looked great, but the thought of like being that vulnerable and being in a position for other people to judge it, I was like, no, thank you. Mm. I, I'm happy to enjoy this in my own company, knowing that I love it. And then like not give anyone else the, the, the ammo, which is sad looking back on it, but I I don't think it was, I don't think I thought of it that deeply at the time. Mm. You Mm. must've had your reasons back then. And it probably was like Mm. you said, but it's only looking back that you're clicking, but (laughs) What if TikTok had been around then? Because, you know, you're very into TikTok now, but would you have been... You wouldn't have been Funny you say that? that because I feel like it's... I honestly feel like it's the same thing but a different kind of situation now where, for example, um, I've got, like, 900 people blocked on TikTok. <laughs> like, what? How? The only way I could get myself to post and, like, put myself out there is if I thought that no one in my close circle would ever find it. So Whoa. I know a it's a big close circle. <laughs> that must have taken you so much time. It took for, and again, it sounds ridiculous. I think it's just, I don't know if it's perfectionism or just like, I had always wanted to do it, which is again, funny that you say that I had, oh my gosh, I feel like it's almost a cliche now to dream to be a YouTuber as a kid, but like it was, oh my God, I must've had like so many attempted videos and never, ever would have thought about actually putting them live. So when it came to this, and this is like something that I really have wanted to do for quite some time, I was like, okay, so you want to do it. What do you need to do to to make an environment in which you can put, make, you know, put yourself out there? And that was kind of the conclusion I I came to. But um, yeah, it sounds crazy. Um, No, it doesn't sound crazy. Let's not say that. You might give somebody else a, a solution because they might be going through the same thing because it is hard to put yourself out there. I am horrible to Terrifying. myself. Yeah. I am scared 
that eventually someone will say that horrible thing about look at her hormonal mm-hmm. acne. Who does she mm. think she is? She works in beauty. Yeah. yeah. So I do not think you're crazy. I think you're very, it's like you really care about yourself, like you're protecting yourself. It was, it was the only way, like I knew, for example, so like barefaced, which I'm sure we'll, we'll get into the broader concept later, but I had the general idea for that in isolation in February of 2020. And I only started posting TikToks this year. It took me two years to like post a video. You're not the only two... person. You're not the only person to say that. And it's, yeah. it's the it's the people that have the most um, like restroom rituals. She was on mm. recently, and she's so warm. She's only on mm. Instagram. I think she does some TikTok, but her main thing is Instagram. She works really well on Instagram, mm. and she's so warm and honest. And she said the same thing. She said, "I've wanted to do it." For years but yeah it's terrifying had, yeah because it's like the internet is so big and so everybody wants to criticize like mm. even you could put up the most mild-mannered thing and somebody oh. will come and pick it apart and I'm like I don't mind you coming to pick it apart if you have a real reason maybe some facts oh. would be nice maybe some prior knowledge but it's just people that want to make you feel bad, I guess, to make themselves feel you better. Are speaking my language. <laughs> I'm like, I feel this so strongly. I um because I think the same. And one of your other questions that you had, which was the least favorite thing about social media, it was this I was thinking about this concept of like how it dehum- dehumanizes you and the way that you put a real person on a screen behind a username and all of a sudden they're not that real person. And it like it's very bizarre. But then I think another thing that allowed me to do it is that my content isn't about me. So if you come to my channel and channel page, whatever the the appropriate word is for it, and often has on some of my videos that have done, have performed better is like, we'll have people arguing with me in the comments. That is fine. I encourage that. If we're pulling apart the industry and you know, kind of dissecting all of the crap that we're fed. That's fine. You don't need to agree with me. But it's when they start coming at you as a person and uh, let alone anything physical. Oh, my gosh. Have you had that? Oh, no, but I can only imagine. It's what I'm saying. The thing is, it's probably going to come, isn't it? It's going to happen. It's a guarantee, which is even harder if we were to talk to someone that was considering it. It's like coming to terms with the fact that it's it's a given. But um, no, it's, but then seeing, I think something that's encouraging about my page at least is that like people come there to talk about what we're talking about as opposed, we're not talking about me. And then most of the comments are people adding their two cents and we're talking about whatever the, whatever the um, evaluation or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't even know what to call it. The analysis, we'll call it the analysis. Yeah, the analysis. But to see people that really enjoy that kind of commentary and discourse and just like wanting to get involved, I think is validating and that there are people out there that are just really interested to hear what you have to say. But yeah. It's tough. I think it, it, it could only get tougher. I think it's just how you deal with it. Um, I don't know how to pronounce her surname. She's the big TikToker, Michaela. Michaela. Oh yes. You just say Michaela, Michaela. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, Michaela, right. (laughs) And I was just like, I mean, she's prolific. 
mm. you know she bought a house from it she is yeah she's everything I wish I could be so open because she you knows she got mocked for her accent she thought yeah. about changing she said in the early days she did she gave herself a fake accent and then it's like the more she gives the more crap she gets I think because she would mostly always show, you know, her top half, her face and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she started showing her body. She went to Paris and she was saying, what dress do you think I should wear? And people were just like, attack, attack. And then one day oh, she does okay. a video and she's crying. She was like, she said, I hate myself. And it's because of TikTok. Yeah. But at the same time, she's still on it. So I'm like, what? I hope she's doing something to balance out that. I hope she's not on TikTok all day reading all the comments because if she's going to stay on it, it's like she needs to become numb to that. But that's the hard thing about the comments, right? And I think because the whole, I mean, at least in my mind, the whole point of growing a page is growing a community, right? Of like similar interests. And you want to have that ability Mm. to engage people who Mm. are, you know, consuming you and what you have to say. But then, oh, there's just that 1% that have to go and ruin ruin it for the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> miserable I people. I call them just miserable people because I'm just like, I've never felt the need to leave a negative comment. I'll just leave it. Do you know what I, I mean? I have. I thought about this the other day. I was like, I can say with my full chest, I have never left a hate comment. But I don't think that's a crazier thing to say because who, like, and oh, I just can't even conceptualize why. Can you <laughs> like, imagine yourself being it? like, like, it's not even always hate. It's just like the other day, I'm just getting into these videos and it's definitely a confidence thing. I'm like, you're going to mm. do it. You you know what you're talking about. But, but I don't know about you, but sometimes you'll start recording and you'll be like, you know what? I missed out that point. I really wanted to say that. And somebody will be in the comments, like, I think it was this Nicole Kidman one that I did. It's not like it performed amazingly, but it was just about this shoot she did for Perfect Magazine. I love that video. What do you mean? Thank you. No, because I mentioned her hair. I mentioned her haircut. And someone's like, isn't that a wig? I'm like, well, yeah, you're right. But I didn't say it. Okay, you get some, you get some points. I'm just like, so it's not like she was hating, but I'm just like, there's a lot of people that are just there oh. to correct and it's like everything is dogmatic and everything is black and white and you're wrong and I'm just like wow we could have a little chat mm-hmm. you know I had the it's same like thing and I nearly <laughs> deleted the video I literally I no. the two, I know I know and because it's the thing again is about and perhaps you can relate like when you're doing content that's not about you you want it to be well-researched and show all the facts and, like, show both sides and, like, it's a less less opinion-driven. And so mm. he, I actually can't remember, which is hilarious because it consumed me at the time. I can't exactly remember what he said. Oh, no. I can't exactly remember <laughs> what he said. But it was something along the lines of, like, you, I'd used, I was trying to do more content. Like, I don't post too much because they they take me forever to to make but um, I was trying to post two that day as opposed to just one. So I think I used like maybe one or two references rather than I try and usually use at least five. And um, he was basically just like, your reference sucks. This is totally wrong. The basis of the video is wrong. And this is all gibberish. And and then I was like, when you come, come at my skin, that's fine. You come at my work. <laughs> I was like, because then you start to second guess yourself. All of a sudden Absolutely. you're like, you know, I, I, have I misrepresented the facts? Have I gone in, you know, 
not, you know, with, with unintentional bias? Have I gone in and not looked at both sides? And then it just, you kind of. You start, you can start to feel quite bad about what you've done. But at the end of the day, suppose I had butchered it, which I hadn't. Suppose you you go watch somebody else. Oh, you know what? How about this? You make a video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I love. I'm like, I'll go to their page. I'll be like, oh, no video. Oh, no. But this one, <laughs> the, guy, the guy tagged another guy who had made a video on it on like an opposing opinion. But then that guy left, you know, an opinion that was, uh, again, different to mine, but of substance. I was like, I've got no issue with that. But when you just like tell me that this sucks and that I'm wrong, I'm like... I love it when they tell you you're wrong, but I'm like, but you're wrong. It's like, let's have a conversation. And TikTok makes it hard because you can't really write much back. Mm. So even when you're trying to support someone that might be getting crap from somebody else, it's like, oh, you don't have that many characters to support them with. And then you have this issue of like, oh, one person and I were going at it the other day. But again, of like general, I wasn't mad because it was like we were disagreeing, but it was of substance. But it was like... (laughs) we'd write this big paragraph and then a and then b or like numbers and then you have to try and like go through and piece them all together and you're reading them in the wrong order and it oh. <laughs> i was like we well, just need to hop on a zoom or something this is not working <laughs> but tell me what's your process when it comes to tiktok are you a post and go person or are you a post and let me see if it uploads within the next hour because that's a problem for me you have that issue too oh my if it's a 3 minute video Forget oh, no. about it. Post it and go to bed and wait and see the next but day. But then you wake up and I'm like, has it performed? Didn't even post. <laughs> oh, no, that hasn't happened to me. It happened but to I, me. I was just like, oh, never mind. Oh, it's so funny how like, your, your questions that are coming up naturally link back to the things I was thinking about and the ones that you outlined um, in regards to like most challenging aspects of creating like anal- analytical content is like for me it really takes a while and it's this push and pull of like TikTok favoring quantity over quality. But then also like I work full time. I'm a part time student who also moved to a new city and wants to have a social life. So like it's just this constant where does it fit in? But it's also my favorite thing to do. So they do. They take me far longer than I think, to be honest, is sustainable um, in the way that like I'm I kind of have a generic question. Like I just kind of consume a lot of beauty content as it is and then I'll just find something that I'm like hmm why is that happening happening and I attempt to think of a question that I think other people would have thought of too and then kind of sit down read a bunch structure something out and then it's a lot of writing I would say most of the time goes into the structure and the reading and the resources and then once that's written it's figuring out what I'm sitting in front of and then (laughs) Once that's figured out, the filming is the in and out. I can I can do that really quickly because it's scripted. All my stuff's scripted. I hope that it doesn't come across like I'm reading off a screen, but no. um, it's yeah, always. I could I could never just be like, here's a thought. But <laughs> how do you keep it? Because I can't like the other day I must have recorded one that was ten minutes, and my husband was like, yeah, because he edits my stuff, and I'm like. But you can't take this down. You can't take that out. I have not mastered the art of mm-hmm. bam, 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 walk away. I'm like, this, yeah. this, 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 this. Because this. you want to give people all the context, right? You want to give people all of the 
all of the resources they can to formulate their own opinion. You don't ever want to be cutting people short or like, you know, only putting in things that you agree with to like sway people in one direction. And I completely feel that you want to, you want to do, you want to do the the topic justice. But um, first of all, my phone doesn't let me do 10 minutes. I don't know why. So I, that helps. <laughs> I think mine lets only... me do at least four. I haven't tried to do 10. Right. Oh, well, I always get these notifications on TikTok that it's like 10 minutes is now available. I can't find the button that lets me do 10, which is probably good because otherwise. All okay, my just do an experiment. Mm-hmm. Do an experiment. Record a 10 minute video, even if it's 10 minutes of silence. Record one yep. and then go to upload it to TikTok and then mm-hmm. just save it as a draft because I tried that the other day and the video was four and a half minutes. And I just didn't do anything with it. No, I don't. Right. So I feel like TikTok. Yeah. Okay. So so try it that way. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Because then it's like I just uploaded it. Oh, it's only giving you the option. Yeah. So, yeah, it's so weird though, because then it's this other thing of like, maybe I should cut them up. Maybe I should, like, am I better off posting four shorter ones and doing part one, part two, part three, part four? But I don't really mm. love consuming that kind of content, so mm. I don't know. It's well, you know they're saying um, TikTok's really moving towards um, less towards people using songs, and it's supporting more people that are experts in their field and giving them ten <gasps> minutes. So maybe We're you about shouldn't to think about that. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be perfect for us. <laughs> I can't yeah, the nerds, the nerds. <laughs> but let's get this back on track. I do feel like we could chat forever. Let's get it. But I just wanted to ask you because there you mentioned you consume a lot of beauty. And Mm -hmm. I know that feeling. You feel like there's the interest and the curiosity. And then there's also you should be because you cannot speak on something if you're not constantly reading about it. But lately I've been hearing about this kind of content overload, especially when it comes Mm -hmm. to beauty. Have Mm -hmm. you got any thoughts on that are you seeing it in other people or do you do you feel that yourself I think it's to do with the whole the overload and the pressure to consume and buy and it's like a constant yeah that is really interesting I think it's like it's fatigue right like I have to be really I consume a lot but I try and be quite intentional about what I consume which never really works like I still spend stupid amounts of time scrolling on TikTok But when it comes to, I feel like I've kind of got my fun content and then like my industry stuff. And when it comes to industry stuff, it's kind of like, and I feel like this is where this, you know, our kind of niche comes in is that there's not actually that much of it in short form video yet. Most of it's still written and that I don't find myself getting fit. Like if I'm reading industry news, I'm sitting down for an hour. I'm knowing, I know where I'm going. I'm going to business of fashion. I'm going to glossy co I'm going to beauty independent. I'm going to my like trusted resources and all my favorite journals rather than I don't just kind of find myself like scrolling through that kind right. of thing. Not content. consuming mindlessly. Yeah. Not, not industry news, all the other stuff. My gosh. Yes. And then it's kind of like <laughs> uh, my, my, my content. I, I hope that sits somewhere in the middle. Um, but yeah, gosh, content fatigue is like very alive and well. I'm like, I just, I I bounce between having no ideas and having too many ideas. I feel like I've never just got like, I'll sit down. I'm like, so I have no idea what to write today. Or I'm like, 
well, which one should I pick? I'm so the it's same. yeah, I'm the same. I just it's like have, can you just settle on having three ideas a day? That would be pretty solid. <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be perfect? No, I just and then I just have these ridiculous lists of like every thought <laughs> ever, and then I'll be like, what what do I make? And you go back to the list, and yeah, I content fatigue is very real. I don't it hits me in time my my biggest thing is time management to be honest it's like I can if I have the time to make a video I'm making a video like I'm I'm optimizing that but it's just when there's no time there's yeah I just want to fill in the gaps a little bit what were you doing before because obviously TikTok is a separate thing. It's nothing to do with your work as such. That is what you love to do. The kind of analyzing beauty, mm-hmm. brands, ads, all of that. Mm-hmm. And obviously you work in marketing, but just bridge the gaps for me from being into your YouTube and then working in beauty. What was happening along the way? I I feel like this one's actually kind of a wild story, to be honest. Um, oh, I love wild stories. A little bit. Uh, yeah, it's. Well, I grew up doing entirely STEM-based subjects. So your science, your maths, your engineering, and I kind of was fairly academic. And if you're fairly academic, you're kind of told to either do medicine or law or engineering. And so I fell into that category and I was pretty much doing straight maths come end of school. And then I went traveling because I had a midlife crisis as a stretch uh, a quarter, a quarter life, life. A fifth life, a fifth life crisis, and was like, "What am I doing with myself?" Mm-hmm. And then COVID happened, so I started. Um, I was in the UK actually, living and working there for a bit, and then COVID happened. Came home, was like, "Okay, well, the logical thing is to start uni." Started it online, was doing engineering, and went. Mm-mm. I can't, I'm going to have a midlife crisis. This is not for me. I was like, I'm going to, I got to save myself 10 years. And I dropped out within like three weeks. I just didn't want to pay for it. So I was like, census date, get me out of here. It's still COVID. I'm going, I'm st- I'm in Adelaide. I'm like, I thought I was going to be traveling for two years. I went, I just, what am I going to do? So then I sent my, like, I have like a handful of career icons and idols and like people like that. I sent one of them, Miss Kirsten Carriol, founder of, oh, I've got one right here, Lana Lips. Wow. <laughs> I just sent her, cold, I sent her a cold email and I was like, hello, I'm obsessed with you. I have followed you for years. She's also from Adelaide. I was like, I have dreamed my entire life of working in beauty. But again, in Adelaide, that's it's not a thing. I thought it was like, I didn't even, the amount of jobs that exist in this industry that you would have no idea if you don't live in a capital city is wild to me, wild. So I sent her an email just being like, I will take your bins out. I will do anything. Just like, let me, let me come and learn from you. And then like two weeks later, she was like, are you in Adelaide or Sydney? And I was like, I was in Adelaide and I was like, Sydney. And she was like, And she was like, great, let's get you in for like um some some work experience. I went, oh my God. So I just like shoved all my stuff in my bag. I got on a, the next flight. I went to Sydney uh, two days later and then just got in there, had my week of work experience and sold myself, <laughs> just kind of peacocked, just kind of went like, you would be silly to lose me. 
Um, and then within a week, they offered me a part-time job. So then I went, I was working one day there and I was also at a PR agency for my first year or so, kind of got my footing in the city. And then, yeah, now went in-house where I am now. So it was just kind of like a real kind of classic. It's audacity. That's what that is. Shoot your shot. Just shoot your shot. It's just, I still can't believe it actually happened, to be honest. But um, yeah, it was just me. I think the biggest part for me there, which I try and tell my brother who's in a similar phase of his life now, it's just like validating your interests, right? Like you grow up being told that like these are these are you, these are your choices. And then I was already staying up till 3 a.m., like, you know, consuming all the beauty stuff. I knew ever, not everything, but I knew so much about the industry. I was so fascinated with brand and marketing and all that kind of stuff that it was just, yeah, being like, we should, we should honor that, you know, <laughs> that's, we're already spending that amount of time. Let's capitalize off it. <laughs> like, but you, you yeah. felt that need. It's like, I totally get it. It's mm. like, it's part of you. And I actually wanted to ask you, even when it comes to your TikToks, do you only do things that you really feel like they interest you? Or is there a balance of like, you do things for other people? Well, no, I feel, I, I feel like I don't make enough. I don't make enough to, for that to be an option yet. I've just kind of if I'm sitting down to make a video, it's, it's to answer a question that I've had. It's to answer something that I'm already thinking about. Because again, I kind of the, the basis of the content I make is I was already doing all this research. Like I just was, again, consuming so much that I had so many questions that I was like, well, I'm going to answer these. Why don't I jot down the answer while I figure them out and I'm piecing together articles and then just film me chatting about them. Like that was kind of, the only missing thing was the posting about it. The rest of it was already happening. But yeah, I I'm yet to create something that I'm not I'm not interested in. But I'm sure that day is coming soon. I'm running out of ideas. <laughs> no, you're not going to run out of ideas as long as the beauty industry exists. You are not. I mean, True. come on, it's not going anywhere. It's you're so right. I'm 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 just waffling. I'm there's so, I'm not. <laughs> you're going to be here for so... a long time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We could go but forever. Isn't it interesting that when you were 13, walking around Sephora for the first time, TikTok was not a thing. And media analysis only existed in big, heavy books. And you mm-hmm. probably only read them if you were actually studying a very specific um, arena. Or, you know, mm. it's just fascinating to me. It's like you were made to do this. Oh, that's so kind. Well, TikTok was made for you to do this because you do seem to have that self-awareness. Like maybe, I don't know if it's shyness. Mm. You do know what I mean? There's like the desire to like, you didn't want everybody to know. And well, there's obviously... This is, is my it shyness about it as well. I don't know. I'm pretty loud. <laughs> um, I but that doesn't always meet. You know, you could be a well, extrovert. Introvert. Well, this is. I think this is the thing when I like I spent so many attempts as a kid wanting to do YouTube or whatever. It's that like it. I could never publicize like my my personal life rather than like beauty stuff or like stuff that I felt was answering a question or was kind of more traditional media and like journalism based stuff, but in a more kind of nuanced, organic, social kind of way that like that, I think that that makes a lot more sense for me rather than I just tried on. So yeah, vlogging. You could have forced yourself. You could, 
Like, and I tried, I really did. But it just yourself to do all the the dances, and I always talk about the dances and the, the transitions. Dances. And yeah. I was like, it's only recently I'm like, no, I think I found what I like, mm. and I think it gives people something. So that's going to be the happy medium. And I was like, so I don't even have to think about putting music underneath to appeal to people. And now TikTok's yeah. telling me that I don't have to as well because that you've made my day with that one honestly like that is that is some great industry news for us (laughs) so what's your goal with your TikTok account is there a number is it being able to leave full-time work oh in a dreamland in a dreamland it would be doing it full-time 100 I love it I love it so much and that's why when it kind of is on the back end it just pains me because it's the thing I enjoy most it just you know, it doesn't make a lot any of time. Money. Yeah, it takes a lot of time. Doesn't make any money. So it's really, I, I even if it never made another dollar, I, I don't think I would stop. But it, in an absolute, yeah, dream, it would be to do it full time for sure. We'll have yeah. to wait and see them. Wait and see, because you haven't been doing it. When did you say you started it? Oh, not that long ago, like April, March this year. Mm. Wow. But it's okay. the consistency element, you know? Some, I read the like other day, it's not intensity, it's consistency. It's literally like mm-hmm. consistency. Every day is better 100%. than, I'm going to do loads today and then flagging for two weeks because you're exhausted from forcing yourself. My gosh, it's like you've been inside my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it in a nutshell, 100%. <laughs> and then some days you've got more time and you're like, quick. I want to be fleshing them out. And then it's, I mean, I posted yesterday for the first time in like two weeks. It's sometimes, yeah, it's a real bummer. But maybe if I can wake up earlier and have a morning routine, that'll that'll help me there. You can give it a try. I can, I can. <laughs> Will I? That's all you can do. Yeah. <laughs> I could. No, I really should. So final question, Lily, tell me Mm -hmm. when you just feel like the best version of you, what are you doing? What, what Mm -hmm. is it? I feel like there's like two sides to this. There's kind of like in a social setting, I'm like, I'm around my friends. Like I'm confident. I'm feeling supported. I'm feeling loved. And I'm just in my, in my element because I've, I don't have to worry about taking, taking anything from anyone because you you know you've already know you've got that support, but then I think I also feel a similar sense of like empowerment through work, which was crazy. But kind of like when I've busted my bum, kind of like articulating a really cool video that I'm really proud of and putting it out there. And even if it doesn't perform, like the kick you get out of that is oh, it's a rush. I love that. I love that too. There's kind of two variations of a similar mm. feeling that are very different, but. Make you feel good. 